is uh, 736. Thanks for joining us. It is the uh, Tuesday edition of This Morning with Jaylen and Daryl. Daryl's on holidays. Morley in Hamilton for the football game. So Jaylen fi- f- flying solo along with Cody Jansen. Uh, and on this, my last week on 630, Chad, one of the things that I wanted to do... Um, on each of the shows was uh, take a look at uh, some of the organizations that I've really liked working with over the past number of years and one of them uh, which has a very special place in my heart is Wounded Warriors Canada and it has a a huge event uh, across the country taking place this weekend Scott Maxwell is the CEO of Wounded Warriors Canada Scott is joining us this morning hello my friend hello thanks for having me on on this on this week here this this big week for you oh well thanks my friend so you know when we go back in time you take a look it's it's been 10 years now that you've been the ceo of this organization and it and it all started um for you um when a close friend died in afghanistan can you for those who maybe don't know the the roots of your uh start with wounded warriors canada can you tell us about that Sure. Yeah, I was not working in, you know, in this particular sector at the time. I was working uh, in foreign affairs for Canada when a, a friend of mine, Daryl Caswell, was killed in Afghanistan in June of, of 2007. And that was just a, you know, a, a small town, uh, Bowmanville, Ontario. A uh, couple of guys, you know, he goes one way, I go the next. After 9-11, he joins the Canadian forces. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of attention or understanding, near, near, certainly not enough respect for that, uh, for who was the time prior to 9-11 in Afghanistan and next thing you know he was uh, he was up on the screen while I was eating my breakfast and, and was killed by an IED so very much changed my life and just wanted to look for ways that I could maybe pay his life forward and 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 do better by those that uh, that so bravely serve our country and that, I look for opportunities to do that over the course of the next number of years so found this organization called Wounded Warriors Canada and joined in 2013 yeah so it was January of uh, 2013 I think you took on the role of uh, executive director of Wounded Warriors Canada so it's been 10 years how have you seen how have you seen the change in in the way um, we approach mental health when it comes to our our frontline workers over the past decade, Scott. Uh, night and day, in many respects, uh, there is there's just no way I could have ever dreamt. You know, for one, just one example of one program that we have called Before Operational Stress. It's a trauma informed workplace training program that last year, just in 2022, over 77,000 frontline members, first responders, uniformed service members completed that program in a single year. If you had told me that in 2013 with so much greater stigma and pressure and fear and just anxiety um, around coming forward with having these conversations, much less seeking help and taking a program, I just would have told you that would never be possible. That had never been possible. So big strides in a decade. 77,000 last year alone. That's amazing. Yes. Yes, it's amazing, and it's a sign of where we've come, thank goodness, because it desperately needed to happen, and we still got a long way to go. But those are big indicators, big benchmarks that highlight progress in the face of you know, historical 
just historical fear and anxiety and, and stigma that prevailed that kept far too many people from accessing help at all or accessing help uh, when they absolutely need it on, on early and often versus later and in severe cases as we were seeing mm-hmm. with programs that we were running 10 years, 10 years ago where people were coming into our group counseling programs, for example, and coming to us for the first time to seek help having lived with these injuries upwards of eight to 10 years untreated. You can imagine Man. how difficult and complex that is. And now the vast majority of our first responder participants coming to our programs today are still actively employed, actively on the job, actively serving our community. So I, I can't say enough, those are major milestone improvements. Scott Maxwell is the CEO of Wounded Warriors Canada. One of the things that I think we have seen a big change in as well, Scott, is is not just, um, you know, uh, those those frontline workers, um, emergency responders signing up or going to the website and saying, hey, okay, I'm going to find this program, is the fact that organizations like fire departments and police organizations uh, and so on and so on are actively uh, teaming up with Wounded Warriors Canada now to offer programs and that has to be a huge step in the right direction for both. Yeah, 100%, because it's not just the role of the individual. We can't look at this whole situation of mental health and healthcare, physical body and mind anymore as saying it's just your individual responsibility to be you know, fit and active and ready all the time. That's just not realistic. It has, it has been the old way of looking at things, pointing the finger and saying it's on you. When we know the organizations have a huge role to play and the health and well-being of their employees that they're putting out onto the streets and the communities and overseas to take care take care of us. So the partnerships we've formed with Edmonton, we're forming with Edmonton Police, we've formed with Edmonton Fire Rescue, um, the RCMP, all these different services across Alberta and indeed across the country is 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 the next step. It's you know fifty percent of the responsibility is looking at and treating the individual members, the employees, then the other half at least, if not more, is on the employer making sure they're properly resourcing their people uh, for pro- to, so they can access services and programs that are culturally specific that they would never have to offer on their own. That's, that's their responsibility, and it's great that we're seeing them understand that, that responsibility, recognize it, and then employ external mental health service providers like Wounded Warriors Canada. So not just, though, uh, the employee, the worker, it's also taking care of uh, a family of partners and of uh, and of kids, which I think is so incredibly important. And one of one of the programs that that I love is is the uh, Warrior Kids program, which yeah. was really developed right here in Edmonton, which is pretty amazing. It's across the country. Yep. Absolutely, and that's the third piece of the puzzle, if you will. We mentioned the individual, making sure they're they're aware. We mentioned the employer, making sure they're supporting those individuals. And then, of course, the the, the wraparound to all of it is the family, and who's who's often been, you know, kind of always overlooked, uh, be it from the Canadian Forces perspective or first responders. So, yeah, our Warrior Kids camp that just finished at Camp NS and is coming up to run again October 7th and 8th at Camp NS just because the demand for such supports built, uh, developed and delivered, facilitated nationally out of our office in Edmonton um, and just continues to see the the need uh, for for that amongst children 8 to 16 years of age who live with a parent that have an operational stress injury of some form so you know we're doing it all at the same time because it has to 
all be done at the same time for it to be truly effective and, and have that, three, that, that 360 approach to care. Scott, uh, it, it's a big weekend for Wounded Warriors Canada. The National Ride for Mental Health is taking place on Saturday. I think over a thousand participants right across the country. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's our signature kind of fundraiser that we host ourselves as an organization nationally. So Terry Fox kind of modeled anybody that wants to hop on their bike, that rides their bike individually or in groups. They build their own routes. They set their own fundraising goals. Uh, and they, they start talking about mental health and how you know everyone is some way or another connected to it. And those stories are shared to us and to their in their communities across the country. We'll have representation in every province and territory on Saturday with a, a, an in-person ride we're hosting in the capital in Ottawa. And uh, it's just a great, it's a great, it does a lot of things, education, awareness, fundraising to support program delivery. That's kind of the mantra of how we've built the organization. You don't get fundraising if you don't get education and awareness about the need. And that's really what is accomplished this Saturday from coast to coast. So, Scott, what's next for the organization? Well, I mean, keeping pace with demand, yeah. first thing, is always... Uh, we never want to over-promise and deliver to those that we serve. We want to make sure that access to care that is built for them, culturally specific, occupationally aware, is timely. Because if we're going to be talking about early intervention, you got to make sure you can back that up by getting people into care as fast as possible. So always focusing on clinical development, program development, delivery, uh, and, and then just building new partnerships and new relationships all the time. You mentioned that we really can't do it on our own. We need... We need, we need the employers to be engaged and have as much in this as we do for their people. And then obviously, thankful, thankfully, for the support we have of Albertans and of Canadians to back us up, to allow us to fund all of these deliveries that are helping tens of thousands of people a year. Um, that's always an ongoing effort that we're... So it's, all, it's kind of what's next is, mm-hmm. is, is a bit of what we're doing all the time, um, looking ahead for new ways to do it. But really for me, Jalen, this, this is just an opportunity for me as this week is, for this interview is for me as this week is for you, is to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you do, everything that you have done from your work in the Canadian Forces and the Honorary Program to the coverage that you showed to when we lost Travis Jordan and Brett Ryan. Um, just everything you do, it's my, I get the pleasure today to say on behalf of Wounded Warriors Canada and those that we serve, you know, thanks to you that you always have the backs of those who keep our country and our communities safe. So that's really what I wanted to to join your show for today is to make sure you leave fully understanding the impact that you've had on the ability of organizations like us to do our job. Oh, well, Scott, thank you so much for those kind words. It's been an absolute honor, and I look forward to continue to working with with you and Wounded Warriors Canada in the future uh, in my next role. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, and uh, thank you and your team for the great work that you're doing right across this country, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thanks so much. Yeah, you betcha. Scott Maxwell, the CEO of Wounded Warriors Canada, joining us this morning. If you want to find out more information, the website, woundedwarriors.ca. And, um, you know, if, if you think... Uh, you might need uh, some help or there's someone in your family that could use some help uh, that you're you're wondering what that help looks like, I'm going to urge you to go to the website again, woundedwarriors.ca and check it out.